Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey friends, it's Mark Bittman, host of Food. If you haven't listened yet, We talk about recipes, of course, and a lot about cooking, but also about injustices in the food system and how America's food policy is moving both forward and backwards. We had climate expert, genius, and all-around great guy Bill McKibben, Leslie Nicole, who's Downton Abbey's Mrs. Patmore, and legendary Gullah Geechee cook Emily Meggett. We've got much more in store for you. Fantastic guests like Alice Waters, Dan Levy, Cory Booker, and Jack Papan, plus our customary recipes and, starting soon, commentary or, depending on the day, rants. Please check us out. I'm sure you'll like the podcast. Thanks. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Doing yeah. All right, ladies and gents, I know that last week you were very, probably quite happy actually that you didn't have me, Neil, Bow, and Matt ruining your week, but we're back here with episode seven of the United People's Podcast and we're here to talk about the transfer window. I mean, what else are you going to speak about? There's no football, there's no United to ruin your weekends, but there's United in the transfer market <laughs> to ruin your weekends and your weekdays, depending on how you look at it. We're going to speak about Frankie de Jong, of course. That's the main talking point. That's the main player we're linked with. That's seemingly where United's priority is at the moment. But we're going to be speaking about strikers. We're going to be speaking about centre-backs, Anthony, Timber, lots and lots to speak about. Lads, how you doing? Bow, I can see you down there. You had a bit of sea bass and rice before you came on. Yeah. Oh yes, still sucking my teeth. <laughs> that's just that's disgusting. <laughs> just saving it for later. Oh yeah, nice. How are you, how are you getting on, Neil? Good. Yeah, no sea bass for me, but I'm still sucking my teeth. Just uh, just a glass of white wine. I've got right? a glass of white wine actually. I find it loosens me up when I have to talk about anything in front of any people. <laughs> and Matt, how are you getting on down there? Yeah, mate? I'm good. Thank. Just warm Vimto for me. No warm Vimto. Well, you live in the dream. I've, I've got water, so I'm 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 far less exciting than all of you. I've got literally no flavour going on. But look, 
it's I want to jump straight into this like it's the 13th of June the transfer window officially has been open for like 72 hours I opened on Friday obviously before the transfer window officially opens I think it just means that you can't register a player to your club you can still get deals done City obviously they agreed a deal with Haaland which has been announced this week um Liverpool, they're on the verge of announcing a deal for Nunez. Uh, Jurgen Klopp, the man who said that he would, would quit football uh, whenever it gets to 100 million signings for Liverpool, is making 100 million signings for Liverpool. So I'm looking forward to seeing him leave. But there's there's been a lot of frustration among United fans. I think it's because because of how we we all felt we were going into this summer and thinking, you know what, this is a new look United. John Murto's like instigated a ton of changes behind the scenes. We've got a new manager in. It was a real positive feeling going into the summer. And now people are worried. And I told you that I think all United fans now have this natural position of pessimism. They, everybody thinks that United are going to screw it all up and we're just going to end up with, with nothing and with no players. Neil, what's, what's your take on it so far? Because as I said, it's the 13th of June. We've still got a month until our first preseason game on the 12th of August and nearly two months until our first Premier League game. Oh, sorry, the, the 12th of uh, July. And then the 6th of August, the, the season kicks off. A load of time to still get things done. Do you think people are sort of looking at what Liverpool and City are doing with Nunes and Haaland and, and getting f- that? And that's the reason they're getting frustrated. It's a bit like some girls get frustrated when they're not married, when they see all their friends getting married and it and makes boys, them more angry. And boys, Sam. And boys, and boys as well, of course, but I've not, I've not seen that. Anyway, what <laughs> what's your take on this whole frustration at the start of the window is it is it exaggerated or is it just no it's totally hysterical i think to be honest i mean like you liverpool and city are coming from a very very different position to everybody else in the league in the sense that it's very easy for them to attract players they're strengthening when they're strong you know i just think it's 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 easy yeah i mean they spent a hell of a lot of money a lot a lot i mean i saw somewhere that liverpool's front three add up to is it something like 50 grand less than just than harland are we talking like mo salah Nunez, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous amounts of money being spent. We're not going to be throwing that kind of money around, I wouldn't have thought. But no, I just think everyone's got a bit, I mean, just relax. It's really, really early doors. I think the chat doesn't seem about like one marquee superstar signing that everything's sort of hinging on. There's sort of four or five, I would say, sort of B-plus players that will come in and, and strengthen. I, I'm not I'm not worried. I think I think it will get done. I really do. I'm not not concerned. So, so you, you're you're pretty hopeful that come start of the season, you're going to be like, yeah, good. All right, we've we've done what we've needed to do this summer. Yeah, I don't want to jump the gun about talking about De Jong because I'm that's that's the one I'm least convinced about. Uh, in the sense, there's a, a bit too much begging going on, but I, I don't think we can really draw any conclusions now just by comparing us. We didn't. You can't draw any conclusions when the league's actually going by comparing ourselves to City and Liverpool because they're in a really different place. So I don't see why it's different now uh, while we're signing players. They're in a very different, in a very very fortunate situation that we're just not in but yeah i think I, yeah i mean there's no point getting too het up over it i mean uh, with the, with the nunez situation i saw people trying to use that as a sort of stick to beat united with uh we, we were in for him and we talked i'm like in reality we were never going to pay 100 million euros for a 22 year old striker who's had one breakthrough season in portugal could be great we weren't going to take that sort of risk it will probably work out with liverpool Let's be honest, their hit rate's ridiculous. Mm. It will work out at Liverpool. It wouldn't necessarily mean it, he would have been that good at United, right? But, uh, but Bell, um, are you, where are you in the, uh, the transfer frustration scale from 1 to 10? Are you sitting there watching all this going on going, nah, I'm not bothered by it, or does it piss you off? No, I mean, so around about a 1 or 2. As I was saying to <laughs> Matt last week, if you look at this 
international window, i.e. close season one, where it's a, not a tournament summer. It's abnormally long, i.e. I didn't actually know until last week England were playing four four games in the space of ten to two weeks, wherever it is. Because normally, if it's close season, it's not a tournament. They'll play one or two, and and generally, it's all the shit players who haven't been playing in the end of season tournaments who will play. Um, so a lot of the big name players are kind of tied up in all these internationals, um, and it's, other than the. Um, the close season, or like Haaland was done in the closing stage of the season. It's only really this this newness transfer, which which is big and like I, I kind of likened it to the the um, Tony Cruz when he went to Real Madrid. All all um, Bayern Munich were trying to do at that point in time was creating a bidding war. That's what Benfica, Benfica actually pretty much. I think Andy Mitten put it on um, one of the forums. It was like Benfica. Um, they pretty much said that they just want a bidding war. And he made it abundantly clear he was only going to Liverpool. So at that point in time, it's it doesn't matter what United are offering or whoever else is offering because he only wants to go there. Similar to that, like Tony Cruz said to Bayern, "I only want to go to Real Madrid." Hence, why they only got twenty four million. Yeah. So t- time will tell. I mean, it's it's too 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 early to panic. We've we've kind of blasted United in the past for just going out and just hemorrhaging money, but now, like I said, it appears like. They've got a strategy. You've got to have a bit of patience. And and as Neil said, we're operating in a totally different market to Liverpool and City. We, we, we're, we're trying to attract players on the basis of we're Manchester United and we can probably pay you substantially more than what other clubs can. Whereas Liverpool and City, well, we're the, we're the two best clubs in England. We'll give you Champions League football. We'll give you a guaranteed t- shot at the title. Whether we win it or not, that's another thing. Yeah. So, Signing players this summer particularly is going to be hard. So, you, like I said, you just have to have that patience. You're not even in. You're not even in shop, shopping in the same supermarket as City and Liverpool, let alone same aisle at this moment in time. <laughs> we're, we're, we're just going down the middle aisle in Lidl, going. I <laughs> yeah. don't want. I don't want a camping trolley. I don't want some UGG boots. <laughs> I just want some. Yeah, 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 I mean, because at the end of the day, what what is going to attract De Jong to United? other than the fact a chance to work with Ten Hag again, he's going to get very handsomely paid. And obviously it helps the fact that Barcelona need to sell him. They need to cash in to register the, the four or five other players that they want to do. So I believe it, it will get done. I'm quite confident with this one. Beyond that, United have always kind of shown, well, in recent years, they can't really juggle two, two transfers at once. It's always yeah. all in on one. Waste two months on that one, then try and get another two done in three weeks. I, th- I think that the thing I've I tried to say, I did a video today on it, and I said, look, that I feel like this week's a bit of um, a pivotal point for United in the transfer window because up until this point, we'll speak about De Jong in a minute, right? And we'll talk about how uh, the bid winning on Friday got rejected according to Fabrizio Romano. Um, this week for me is a, is a situation where we'll see whether United are a bit different or not, Matt, because previously with the Sancho situation, for example. We went maybe like a week or so just between bids. Like we sat, we sat between the first bid being rejected, and we waited and we waited and we waited a week before we went back to the table. And I don't really see that. What's the point in that? We know that it's it's, it's pure negotiations with De Jong, right? It's the perfect example. Barcelona were never going to accept seventy million euros. Reports came out that they want a hundred million. They're not. They're not going to get a hundred million. We lowballed them. They highballing us. 
it will go somewhere in the middle. That's what happens in negotiations, right? But if United and John Murto are going to show that any change is happening this summer, it's like Bow said there, typically we haven't really seen United going after two players at the same time. So if we can only do one thing at a time, we can't let this De Jong situation drag out, can we, Matt? No, uh, I'm in the same boat as Neil and Bow there with regards to um, a one, a zero. I'm not hysterical about it. Absolutely fine with it. We're going to spend money. Just a case of who it goes on and where it goes. It's a massive summer, though, for John Murta. Massive with the people that have left around him. He's uh, kind of, I know he's got uh, a right hand person or a, a little lieutenant come in. And yeah, boy, that is. Yeah. So he's got people already surrounding himself with people, I guess, that he trusts. But it's a massive summer for him. The frustration, I think the biggest plus for me is no contract extensions for Yamata. Yamatic is these people have left. They've gone. I know we want other people to leave, but I'm happy that these people haven't got contract extensions. Well, That's a big plus. Even matter. I'd quite want matter to stay. I really do. I think he could have done another, a job for another uh, couple of years. You just uh, like matter. I just like, I like him as a human. That is slightly colouring. You'd, you'd want to live with him, wouldn't you? Just, I, mean, I do live with him. That's why I'm able to say this stuff. Like he won't. He won't fuck off. <laughs> but he's yeah. You probably would it be the right thing to probably not, but. I feel sorry for him, the way we've dicked around with that fella for the last six or seven years. Mm. We've never played him in a number just, 10 role, just, you mean? We've taken the piss out of him. And he's the, cl- the, bl- the football brain we've got in the team, or we had. He's, he's now left. But the contract extension for me is the biggest plus. Let these people go. Go. Like Lee Grant, come on. We don't need... I've kind of got... Rep- I have no idea what Lee Grant did. Or, I think he played two games in four years. He got the dream. The dream he, job. Just a quota signing because he counted as a homegrown player. I don't know, man. I've made no sense because he was signed as a third choice. And it was it, nothing made sense with Lee Grant at any point. Well, you got Tom Heaton, so there's there's you got, what's the quota there? If you got him, Dean Henderson, it's it's a, it's stupid. It so it, little things like that. The contract extension for me is big plus. I'm not frustrated. No, we both mentioned working at a completely different level. We're probably working in Arsenal and Spurs' level. Uh, I like Spurs' signing Perisic. I know he's... Good chance, I think it's a very good chance. I think it's a, a proven footballer uh, in various countries. So I like. I thought it had been a good signing. With the young, you, you guys might know this. Is anyone else in for him? And if not, why not? I do find that quite strange, actually, that you mentioned that. Um, that's, the bit I don't, that's the bit that confuses me. No, nowhere, no one really. If you're looking at who could probably offer De Jong something that would give him because he he doesn't want to leave Barcelona and this is a big thing right that a lot of United fans are saying like fucking hell we don't want to sit here begging for De Jong we want him to play for us we don't want to be there on our knees saying please join United please Um, I don't think it will just be wages that he's attracted by it's the fact of reuniting with Eric Ten Hag and he would be the centrepiece he would be the, the 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 cog in the middle of this new look United team going forward genuinely I think he would be an utterly transformative system signing because that's what we need to make from now on, right? We're, we're talking about this new look United team. He is going to be the big, big part of that and the way that we play in possession, De Jong changes that entirely. Out mm. of possession, still think we need someone defensive midfield-wise to make that a balanced midfield too. But uh, Neil, what, what, where do you sit on to You said that you, you don't want United to be sitting there begging with De Jong, but if we're talking about priorities and where United's focus is right now, I mean, it's De Jong, right? Uh, no, I think it's still a CDM. I mean, do, do you know? I mean, if it is a CDM, right? It, it, I tell you what, and uh, Bao, you were speaking about it earlier about things that have changed. 
Sorry to interrupt you there, but there's been no there's been no leaks, right? We we, we all complained about how uh, we have we've got we, United have got to close the doors. It seems like United really have kind of closed the doors, and maybe that's part of the frustration, right? It's kind of ironic. United fans want the leaks to stop. The leaks stop. United fans are getting angry that they're not getting any news and any updates. It's like what's going on here? But maybe behind the scenes, because CDM wise. Who are we getting linked Sangari. with? I've, I've, Ibrahim Sangari. I've covered Sangari, uh, but other than that, there's not Kante, really. Kante, wasn't it? Last week, oh, a couple of weeks ago. Kante, that was just. I think that Ru- was odd. Ruben Neves, I'll take him. I yeah. mean, you would take him, but there's no chance we get Neves and De Jong. Neves but is probably going to cost more. Signing players. Neves is like 70, 80 is million, he? right? No, nah, yeah, I, I wouldn't have thought so. 30, 40, 40 maybe. No way do you get. You would have got him for 40 mil last summer. There's no way you're getting 40 mil this summer. What? I don't think it. I don't think what Wolves would What's want to I mean, like he's way. not. What, how much? Do you know how long he's got his contract? Because it's not like he's had a standout uh, no. season. He's just always good. It's not like he's no. He's had a pretty good season, man. He, he, I think he had quietly had a good he season as Wolves season. progressed through the season. He got better and better. Um, and it, and if in the same way that two well, two years good. left, two two years left in the deal. Yeah, I'd love. I mean, as a, as a partnership, Jesus Christ, De Jong and Neves, you could see that blending perfectly together. But I don't think there's any chance we get both of them. But the CDM ones, yeah, I do find quite strange that we're not really getting heavily linked with anybody. And that may be because United are just keeping it behind closed doors. Good. We're doing Which is good. I, business. Yeah, I don't care. I, I don't want the leaks because they largely turn out to be sort of, it's just sort of a hysterical bullshit anyway. You know, it's not, it's not. Which is, which is the situation we're in now, right? It's all the hysterical. That, that's, that's not no, them, we're we're hysterical not, of, you know, from our own, off our own backs now. We're having to sort of in, invent the hysteria because there's no one feeding us anymore. So we're having to sort of make stuff up. Uh, I don't know if you remember the, the Van der Beek signing that we made, um, but that kind of happened. Like There was a 72-hour period where it's like Van der Beek wasn't linked. All of a sudden, linked, signed, announced, all within the space of like three, four days. And it was like... Remember, well, that was... remember Schneiderlin? He was just up oh. on the back of Schweinsteiger. <laughs> Midfield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one was in for Donny either, were they? Yeah, Don't no, talk I... Real Madrid earlier on in the... In the, in the in the year, but like no one actually was seriously going for him either. Maybe you think it's a clean slate for him coming back? Clean slate? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, it's cliche. It is cliche, but legitimately he will be like a new signing. I, I right. think so. I should, I should, I should definitely be. get him back. Definitely get him back. I mean, he will come back and he'll play. It, it, you're talking about maybe Matter should be staying. I said, there's no chance. You got, you got Van der Beek coming back in, in that, in that position. There's no way that Matter would have got game time next year. And you've got Hannibal too. And probably Garnacho, but he's more mm. of a left winger. But no, you, you mentioned Van der Beek. Bow, what do you reckon? You reckon there's a chance that he comes back into this team, turns into that eighteen, not that 2018-19 Donny Van der Beek top 20 Ballon d'Or? Well, he, he's, you'll certainly play under a manager who knew how to get the best out of him or where, where to play him. I don't think United knew that or I don't think they knew how to play where anyone in their best position. Um, it's just a case of getting that balance there. Um, and as you And as you said, in terms of what will be that new look midfield? It's because it, it is going to be a new look midfield given the amount of turnover there is. Um, so it remains to be seen. But last, I, I, I'm I'm happy for him to to get another chance because he's kind of one of those confidence players, a little bit like Deli Ali, where he needs a bit of run of games. Where if he only plays one 15 minutes there, 15 minutes there, it's not really enough for him to kind of get into it. Um, and we'll, we'll play plenty of games. Um, and I don't think we're in a position where we can sell players like that, where no. given the fact that we've got three or four 
in that position who are walked out for free. I, th- I think the uh, the problem for Donny though, right? Surely Neil is Bruno's. That's his position, and Bruno has to probably be one of the first names on the team sheet for Ferret Ten Hag, right? Uh, maybe maybe not Ferret Ten Hag. I mean, if you look at you would have said looking at him last season, I don't think he should be guaranteed. I mean, yeah, we all know what he's like because when he first got there, and you would say if we if we had if we'd had this conversation a year ago, then yeah, but I don't think that's guaranteed at all. I think it's everything to play for. New manager, two players, mm-hmm. two very good players in the same position, going after four comp- in, in four competitions. They're both going to get games, you would think. But Donny mm-hmm. would have to come back knowing that and think play your way in, which is I, I, it's a good thing. I, I, I don't think he'll force his way out. I think the idea of playing at United with Ten Hag would just be too attractive an idea for Donny van der Beek. But, um, you know, we could talk about midfield. Look, I, I, Bell, I hope you're absolutely spot on, man. It has to be a completely new-look midfield next year. Like, if we go into any game in the Premier League with McTominay and Fred as our starting midfield, it's, you can kiss goodbye again anywhere near closing that gap. And I mean, City were 35 points ahead of us. Liverpool 34. You're not closing that with Fred and McTominay. That's ne- just... Never and Fred? Nevers and Fred, uh, you're still looking at a distinct lack of a controlling midfield. Mm. And that's what, we, that's what we need to be. We need to be able to have the ball for two minutes in our own half and not look like we're shitting ourselves. That's like we're playing hot potato. back as well, doesn't it? That stems from the confidence behind these two lads who we're thinking. Of course it does. And I, mate, I just, look, I, the confidence I, in them giving the ball to those people in front of them, knowing they're going to do something with it. Or be not them straight back under pressure. Like everything has to change, and that, that's that's going to be a system-related difference. That when mm. Eric Ten Hag and how he plays and how he makes people set up, we will be significantly better at that. Uh, yeah. and I, I think I think Maguire will be a better centre back next year because of it. And I've and I've really fucking caned him this year. I've really gone hard. I thought he had a good, really good game against Italy the other day. Yeah, he's, 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 he's always, always good for him. Yeah, I mean, I think we likened it the other day, the other week. Um, we desperately need a Michael Carrick type player. A player who can pick the ball yeah. up from deep, play though just simple. Even though they look simple, but this set of players evidently made it look very, very hard. Just playing that ball through the lines, where you're you're missing out their midfield and it's going straight to Ronaldo's feet or Sancho's feet or Rashford's feet on the edge of the box, and you've just taken five or six players out of the game. Seemingly, that's what De Jong will will be, um, but he can also carry the ball as well. Yeah. Um, so, so let's see. Let's see. Like I said, as Matt said, it's a, it's a big summer. It's an important summer. But how, 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 how confident are you? We'll get deal because uh, if we're if we're looking at where United seem to be spending their efforts and time at the moment, it's all on De Jong, which of course relates to the Barcelona financial situation. But I think we'll be able to agree a fee. That's not really an issue. Are you confident that we'll sign him, or do you think it's going to end up? I don't know. Being a Ramos situation, he ends up staying, and we look elsewhere. Someone like Neves. I think you mentioned there, there's no leaks. I mean, you just go on Twitter, there's about 17 different values being bounded about from 60 million up to 100 million for him. No one knows, which is the beauty of it. Uh, he made a coy interview, didn't he? Or someone asked the question, I think, is it the beaches of Catalonia or the, the city of Manchester? And he laughed about it and made a joke about it. I think we all know he wants to probably stay in Barcelona. Why I just don't, the bit that baffles me with the whole transfer is why is no one else going for him, Champions League team going for him? I just that's the bit that baffles me. I mean, I, I don't know the situation of other clubs. As if you're mm. looking at clubs that he would probably go to, he might go around Madrid. I don't know whether that would be something he wouldn't do because of Barcelona, Bayern well, Munich, maybe. That lad from Monaco, so they're not going to exactly. They're they not just coming there. 
I mean, yeah, exactly. They don't particularly need a player like Frankie de Jong, not for the price he costs. Bayern Munich, I don't know whether they need... Tolisso, I think, is leaving on a free transfer. Who plays in that They've position got, for Bayern Munich? I was thinking that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, they just signed Gravenberch from Ajax, but he's more of like a number six rather than... Have I mean, they signed him? Is that done? Yeah. Yeah, Gravenberch got done today. I suppose Gravenberch, you could kind of put in that sort of De Jong role, so maybe that'd be a perfect reason why they wouldn't go in. Italy, and Juventus, Juve, they're they're beggars again, aren't they? They're getting Popper back on a free again. Popper, they're not going to go and get the younger. They just got Popper, mm-hmm. are they? See, tw- this, I don't twenty-one million Gravenberch. Sorry, that would have been like yeah. forty yard for United. This is why, the thing, when, when you're at a top club, like this. Come back to what I said earlier. If he's only going there, Bayern Munich ain't going to pay over the odds. I think I think if we got to, if we somehow managed to secure Ten Hag a lot earlier, I think we might have had Graven Birch. Are you saying that De Jong will come to us because Barcelona will only they they're only interested in us because we will spend more money, basically, because it's sort of in sort of in getting the player hasn't got a huge amount of saying it. Uh, I, I think the player if they try to sell him to a Qatar-based club for a hundred million, I'm sure he'd kick off a massive stink. Mm. Is the yeah. other option though he takes a big pay cut? And sits tight, but I don't know. I don't know what they. I mean, they tried to get Messi to sign, but even without wages, they couldn't do it. They, they, it's, it's not, I don't. It's not, I think it was it Ballbag or Graham Hunter, whoever it was. They've they have to sell him if they want to register any more players. He is the only unless they sell Gavi or Pedri, in which they'll be absolutely. But he's the valuable. one with value to sell, then yeah, yeah. So basically, yeah, he, either Gavi, Pedri, hmm. or him. And then yeah, if, 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 if you're looking at how Barcelona is like running, because because the presidents are elected yeah. politically as well, they it's like Pedri and Gavi are completely untouchable, and they need to raise revenues. And there's no other player inside that Barca team because who De, had Dembele going free. Uh, Dembele, they've they've offered him another contract extension, but I think he's available on a free transfer this summer, so he's gone. So wages are off. Griezmann, I don't know what that situation. Is he still on loan at Atletico again, and they're paying his wages? I don't know that yeah. situation. Their club's, their club's screwed. The only way they do it and the only player realistically to get the money in is De Jong and that's the only reason why they have to... They wouldn't sell him otherwise. Why would they? Yeah. I, I think if you know, asked if we're confident he'll come, I think as long as we can all reconcile the fact that he would rather be at Barcelona but that's not an option, then he will make peace for... It's, it's still Man United. It's still a very, very big club and it's got his old gaffer there. It's You'd say it's odds. Very, very, very clearly odds on that he'll come to United. I think I think he'd get over leaving Barcelona pretty quickly by settling in and becoming this centerpiece. But I keep saying this to people: I said just just because he's happy at Barcelona and wants to stay there, it does not mean that he wouldn't be happy at Manchester United and happy to play. They're two different things. But people are trying to link them. Could be lip service, couldn't it? Sounds what like the fact could be lip service, couldn't it? Just saying, I want I mean, to stay. I'm happy here. No, but he. I think he. He is. He's, he's always yeah. said, legitimately, Barcelona is my dream club. Like I don't want. I think he went there with the intention of potentially never leaving. I went to Barcelona. It was. It was nice. I had a lovely time, but I got over it. Came back. Barcelona didn't offer you a, a big contract though, and you didn't play in that the camp. Did yeah, you? None of those, you no, neither of those things. Did you see that? That, that you can uh, play on yeah. there for three hundred euros per person. <laughs> they are. <laughs> I was saying that it's like Barcelona are really getting creative to try and raise some sort of revenue. Happily, you spend two hours in the corner just practising, trying to recreate Solskjaer's goal. <laughs> Make a video of it. Be a waste of two hours. You never fucking do it, mate. <laughs> but look, look, we can talk about our midfield. and Well, we have done for like 20-odd minutes there. But uh, attack is obviously another big issue that we've got. Not only for the fact that we didn't have enough last year, Ronaldo aside, uh, Ronaldo's 38. Uh, he can't play all the games. 
Uh, we went into this summer and we were linked with Darwin Nunez. And we know what's happened there. Liverpool, they paid 100 mil. They can pay 100 mil. The, the squad's that strong that they can pay for a play like that. Effectively a luxury signing. We can't afford to do that this summer. It's just the wrong time for us. I hope you completely find it. He's the Portuguese Andy Carroll. That's my prediction. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're all hoping, but fingers crossed. He's on a free. Andy Carroll. (laughs) Keep that to yourself. Does he still pay to play? 500 quid. (laughs) At least we'll have a plan B, though, won't we? If your plan B is Andy Carroll, you'd probably go straight to plan C, wouldn't you? Yeah. (laughs) B doesn't exist at that point. Um, yeah, obviously, Darwin Nunez, we know what's happened there. It looks like Christopher Nkunku, who's the RB Leipzig um, attacker. We would link with him, but he looks closer to signing a new deal at Leipzig uh, and then probably having a release clause going in for next season rather than leaving this summer. I think they're going to try and outprice everyone and try and sort of build on their season they had in Bundesliga last year. So that, if that's Nunez and Nkunku out of it, we're hearing reports of Anthony, um, obviously the Ajax winger. And I didn't know whether we were going to look at an attacker or a, or a centre forward this year, but Say hypothetically that situation exists, right? We go and sign Anthony. Great person. And then you're looking at base, a front three, starting front three next year. Sancho on the left, Ronaldo up front, Anthony on the right. Looks great on paper. Do you think that there's, there's a chance we go into next season without signing a backup to Ronaldo? And, um, and, what, and what do you think about that? Because, I mean, if, if you saw Ronaldo in, in the Portuguese games, um, when, when he has a bit of rest, he looks like, like 32-year-old Ronaldo. <laughs> if if you don't play him twice a week, he looks <laughs> incredible. Right? I, I personally think he will be top scorer next year, purely for the fact that I don't think he'll play Europa League. I don't think he'll play the Carabao Cup. So you're just playing him once a week. He'll, he'll do that. And then what, what, you, what we've got to rely on is the fact that if, okay, you've got Sancho and Anthony on the, on, on the wings, but then you've got Rashford and Martial in, in reserve and they, they have to score. They have to. I think it was that year when Rashford, Marshall, Greenwood um, got seventy plus goals between them, didn't they? So it's not as if they can't. Hopefully, they'll be now playing in a system where they all know their responsibilities and their roles, etc. I mean, Rashford's already posting pictures of him in training. So, so, so let's see. I mean, I don't. I personally would like to see the back of Martial, but yeah, are you then whatever you're going to replace him with? Put the question is: Would you rather keep Martial and spend that money on a, a CDM and gamble on the fact that it's not gambling? You, you know, there's a player there. He just needs a fucking kick up the ass. The movie. I, I, I personally would rather, in an ideal world, you'd sell Martial for what I would say is twenty to thirty mil. I think that's a reasonable fee you would expect to get for a player of his quality and age. And then, then you who, would you get, who would you get in return in that position for that twenty I, to thirty mil? I bet I can't answer. Uh, I don't know whether that would be Garnacho getting more time on the left than Rashford's going on the right, but where are you talking about playing Martial as a backup to Ronaldo, centre forward? Is he in the French squad, by the way? Because this Martial. is going to be the case. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he was, then he he's was, not. Well, he has been, and he has. That recently. seems ridiculous. Not so. recently, I don't think. No. I don't think so, but yeah, because their, their squads are like insane. Like the, the players they leave out every international break would make most. So teams. It doesn't, it's not a case of leaving to get a World Cup place, and he, he's done for this. No, this no, not, not, not at all. I don't think he's got a chance to get into the World Cup, but I don't, who do I There's know? Southgate South even said it um, about the United players. Mm. Um, he goes, they've got a lot of work to do to get back in. So you're talking what? There's only Maguire that's in the squad. So you've got Shaw, um, Sancho, Rashford. Well, Lingardi's not going to be there no more, but no, no one else is there. Well, 
Mason uh, aside. Well, Ban goes up there with then a shift in Tony out for getting him a World Cup squad uh, spot. But no, I think I think it's, leave him on. I, I put. Look, I think it's just I'm mentally checked out with Martial. I think I've I've given enough yeah. emotion as a United fan to him at the club. And and what if? Did you I give emotion? Rather... I, I don't think I gave a huge amount of emotion to Martial, other than for a season. Yeah, he when... did at the start. He, was a... he looked very. He good. was amazing. Yeah, he did. He did. But I, it's not the. Emo- yeah. I thought you were talking about the, the kind of the draining levels of emotion of supporting something that constantly lets you down. And I think when he started to let us down, it just happened quickly. And I I don't think I was ever that attached to him as a player. I Have think. I definitely definitely go to motion towards you. Yeah. Mate, I, mate, after that yeah. after that season I feel where like that sometimes <laughs> with my kids. <laughs> after that season where Bow, you're talking about it there, they scored 70 goals between them. You were like, there's a Martial was scoring different types of goals that year. He was doing like knock-ins from like three yards. He was scoring little little filthy goals. They weren't particularly sexy goals. And you think but Martial previously was a scorer of great goals, but not a great goal scorer. I was thinking, oh that he's he's developing under Solskjaer. And then he just disappeared off the face of the earth for a year. And then his natural, his resting bitch face doesn't help him with uh, how people perceive his effort levels. I think people go a little bit overboard in saying he's as lazy as he is, but I just can't be, I can't be bothered. I'd rather we, we shifted on, but you're right there. You put me on a spot and I can't answer it. If we were to sell him, I have no idea where that money I, would I, go. I just don't think, I just don't see who's going to take his wages on. 240 a week is on. If you're Anthony Martial. He's really? 240 a week. Jesus. Well, get rid I mean, that's, that's it. That's the yeah, answer, you isn't just, it? You've got to laugh, didn't mm. you? But it, it was going to be a deal, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Jo- Jose took him off, like, towards the end of the game and made it made a point of going over to hug him, like, that's what the fuck I want you to do. That's what you've got in your locker. But you just have to, you have to just get up off your ass and run a bit. So the, the, there's clearly a player there, but you just, now I think, as we touched on it a couple of weeks, there's no hiding spot now. So the power seems to be back with the manager. If you're not, if you're not running, you're not shifting. Then you're not in this team. And he's not really a pressing player, is he? Of all his qualities and strengths, is he really going to be that sort of attacker? Because the wingers inside this system, they're going to have to play with a real high press. That's exactly what they do. That's what they've done a whole time under Ten Hag, uh, Ajax. So is Rashford will do it? You know, Rashford will do it. Sancho will do it. He did it all the time at Dortmund. Martial. Can he, would he play that system? I've no idea. I don't personally think he would. I think Rashford's our second striker. I think, I know I called him out a couple of weeks ago saying, I think he, he might have checked out. There's the, do we move him on, etc. But he scores goals. I think you mentioned it there, previous seasons. I think I, I see him as a striker, to be honest. I think he's definitely doing something. He's doing something his preseason. He's, he's doing like a, I think he's going out to America tomorrow for like a 10 day pre preseason training camp and he'd already posted videos of him he must be on a he holiday ripped, and there's a gym in the hotel. He's always looked rich, yeah, yeah. but he's he, he seems he bigger. He seems to he seems to be making a um a conscious effort to let people know yeah. I'm think, taking this preseason. That's never been the effort with him, is it? That's been the issue. It's the decision he makes. That seems to oh, be the it? biggest thing with him. Lift your head up, Marcus, for fuck's sake. I hope I he comes back. Also, like, I mean that's like coaching there as well. Yeah. Huh? You mentioned about coaching Lee van der Beek being a new signing, but you could say that about Rashford, really, after last season. Mm-hmm. He really could. I, yeah. There's so many players last season. Bruno as well. There's all these players that just last year, their form was so, so bad. But there's a real player there. really is. And better coaching. Better coaching and better confidence. They, this squad should be immensely better than it was last season. And, and that's why I still have kind of confidence, coming back to your original question here, about Ronaldo. That fucker will score goals. 
every if you put that ball in the box, if you look, don't show the the Portugal chance that where Jota and Bruno do the work, and he came bang top corner done goal. Yeah, he will do that. You 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 create those chances from he will score nine out of ten. Wait, wait. Which is exactly what I was saying there. This idea that you know we're going into the summer. Say our priority. We thought our priorities going into the summer were two central midfielders, a striker, and a centre back. In that sort of in that order. But maybe Ten Hag looking at it, going, no, you don't need a, a backup to Ronaldo. You've got the greatest goal scorer of all time. You need better chance creation. You need mm. someone on the right hand side who's gonna get that ball into the box. You're gonna need someone on the overlap as a fullback mm. who's going to get better crosses into the box. Because you're right. If 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 they if if Ronaldo is allowed to goal hang next year, he's scoring like twenty five plus. Well, re- removing the need for him to press might be a big part of that. Yeah, I mean, look, Sebastian Haller didn't exactly. He wasn't a fucking pressing machine at, at Ajax, and he he scored like nine goals in the Champions League group stages. He scored like twenty five plus goals there. He was more of a target man. He operated slightly different. He wasn't massively a hugely pressing centre forward, and Ronaldo could operate like that. He hasn't been linked, has he? No, no, he hasn't. Sorry. I don't know who else. I don't know who else we're, we're getting linked with. Like tons of different strikers, like Skamaka, I think from Sassuolo. Um, See Lewandowski the other day. Yeah. Uh, Levin, okay, what do you think about Lewandowski? Because Joey oh, had a massive game. Ronaldo, isn't it? He's not going to come in and play second field to Ronaldo. No, exactly. You, you're not going to get him. It, yeah. No. I mean, just no. If Ronaldo's staying, Lewandowski's not coming in. Or go two up top. I mean. You, Oh, no, he plays. Or, he plays for back in. He was changing. thinking about it. I did. Uh, that would be changing Ten Hag's system to fit Lewandowski in. So that would be yeah. switching towards players. Yeah, there's no chance. That he, and again, that's a bit of a difficulty that United have this. Even if we were going into this summer with a big priority of signing a striker, you have to sign somebody who's good enough to be our second choice, but happy enough to be our second choice. Because we've got Ronaldo. There's going to be a younger player that's, that wants to be able to say that early in my career, I played under Ronaldo. And and you learn from yeah. Ronaldo, and then you're ready to take over properly in a couple of years' time. It would have been Greenwood. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and that, oh god! And uh, no, but to be fair, that's probably why we were in for Darwin Nunez, but just not for a hundred million. Mm. Andy Carroll, because it would have had to. Be. I mean, look, the the issue this Don't season, the Carroll. issue this season wasn't Ronaldo. The issue was when Ronaldo wasn't playing or Ronaldo wasn't scoring. Nobody else was. Mm. If you look at if you look at Liverpool towards the end of the season, I mean, clock ch- chopped and changed, chopped and changed. Put Minamino in, he scored. Jota in, he scored. Firmino in, he scored. They all chipped in. So suddenly that workload and Salah and Mane is not there. You can you can go to somewhere like Villa away. So you know what, you're both benched, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm keeping you fresh for the the cup semi final on the weekend. That's man that's man management. But unless you've got that confidence in. Your your squad players like you like see your Marshalls and Rashford to say you know what not only I'm not going to put Ronaldo on the bench I'm going to leave him at home. That's how much confidence I've got in you guys to to, but it, that's them having confidence in their own ability and enjoying their football, which Rashford wasn't doing last season. Well, if if you look at that, this preseason starting to get a bit busy now. They keep adding games in. We've got um, I think they've added Atletico Madrid in, and then we play Rayo Vallecano at Old Trafford the next day. Within- Within the space of twenty four hours, so sometimes what's going to happen there must just be like two completely different elevens. He's going to is that just play? a that just a fit in a home game though? I presume it's just a fit in a home game. It's it's proceeds going to uh, Man United Foundation, which is decent. Like the well, um, it's only Norway. Norway. They'll be back before midnight. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit weird though. Two games in in twenty four hours. That's, how do you how do you manage that? There's there's kids in there. The squad's back. The internationals, uh, the international players will be back by then. I'd imagine. Uh, I think the squad's big enough for two games, isn't it? Let's face it. 
Well, if you had, if you had um, a bit around the question, but if you had any hopes and expectations from this preseason, what is it you'd like to? What would what would get you excited about next season? Norway. Is it is it starting to see? Is it starting to see <laughs> like the system? What sort of individuals are you hoping to see improve? I'm looking forward to seeing what Rashford does. I'll be honest. Mm. Yeah, Hannibal. I want to see more Hannibal. Yeah, he's a spiky little fucker. I like him. <laughs> Sancho for me. Yeah, actually, actually, yeah. The glimpse of Sancho. I think it was January, February time. There's he's a player, yeah, he and he, you saw glimpses of it. Glimpses of it. And I think with the right people around him and a not a toxic atmosphere, uh, and an actual system, right? Like yeah, and a system, like, and he's he's settled now. I, I don't think he took much to settle anyway. But on the left, but, with like competing with Rashford, or on the right, I think you'll. I think you'll be on the left, which is weird because we all thought we were signing a right winger. It also helps who's behind him. I don't think. There, there wasn't a team last season. Tellez was. I, I don't like Tellez. I, I want him gone. <laughs> Can't stand the fella, honestly. But Shaw, well, Shaw and Rashford you know, were superb when they were playing. They were. And I think. I mean, yeah, Sancho. Talk, me. Again, you're looking at you're looking at players who are bang out of form. Short is it? There's so many of them last season that were just like, who, who the who the fuck mm. are you? That's how bad his form was. But do you think these players have got a point to prove, or to themselves, I mean, I or to the manager, or to the fans, or to everyone? Well, I mean, to I think everyone because everyone's kind of written them off. I mean, the focus one, is on them, isn't it? He's on the players now, isn't it? It's not on Eric. It's, it might be on John Murta for obvious reasons, for different reasons. But the focus is on the players, the, the ones we've mentioned here, the Sancho, the Rashford, the Martial, the Bruno. The I mean, the, the focus, yes, to a degree, but the, the, there's going to be a, a bit of a hyper-focus on, OK, this is Eric Ten Hag and this is a new identity and, and he, he, he'll keep reiterating the fact that he's got this system and he... Everybody will be looking for the press, and everybody will be looking how they play. So there will be a big focus on that, and, and but it will be how those players fit in because everybody will know and realize that Ten Hag's not going to bend and change the system. He won't switch to a five-three-two to try and fit the players in a bit more. It's either you you work hard and you get in the system, or I'm going to give a chance to someone else. And if they take it, you're out of the team. So there will be a focus on that too. But mate, these players are you saying they've got to prove it to everybody and prove it to themselves. I mean, because they just embarrassed themselves last season. Because what you've got is like you've got players like Ghana, Garnacho, um, what was the other one you mentioned? Hannibal. Hannibal. All three kind of knocking on the door of the first team now, and, and they they deserve to be given chances. Ghana's another one. We haven't even spoken about yeah, Ghana, yeah. right? So I mean we're talking about midfielders. He had a cracking season a promotion with Nottingham Forest. If you're looking at the position, he's not a he's not a defensive midfielder. He's more somebody who, if De Jong was to come in, you'd probably say he's a bit of an understudy to De Jong. Um, mm. I'm looking forward to seeing Ghana. We spoke about it before, didn't we? Like the idea of what would be better for him, like a full full year in the Prem with Forest or being in this squad. I'm still a bit torn on that. I still don't really know, and I think it depends who we sign. Because Forest could well go down. That could be quite damaging for him to come up, stay at Forest, go straight back down. They they're not going to change though, are they? Forest, the way they play this, uh, the Cooper, is it Steve Cooper, the manager? Yeah, Steve. He, I reckon they'll stay up. They play the same football regardless, a bit like, I guess, Bielsa. But for me, it's send him out on loan for 12, well, a season. He's going to get 38 games minimum. What's the point of him sitting on the bench and playing every, I don't know, Carabao Cup or the Euro? And then the end of this Carabao Europa. So he could play hypothetically 30 games, not 30, but let's say 24 games Norway. in the Carabao Europa if we go the distance in. Two of them, so he's going to play games there, I suppose. If you're picking that up, we've got yeah, a lot of games, haven't we? Let's face oh, it. Next how season, is he now? Twenty-one. 
Yeah, twenty one. He's just yeah. he's, he's had a couple of good loan spells. Like Forrest has done him well, and yeah, he's only he's still only twenty one. But if you're talking about oh, he could play in the Carabao Cup or the Europa League Championships, probably a better quality of week in week out football than those two competitions, isn't it? It's relentless. The Championship, isn't it? It's Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. It's fucking hard. It's 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 mm. really hard to win. It's a, it's a really exciting league to watch, actually. Just as mm. hope that we never play in it. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm just looking at the Europa League calendar. It's literally one week, the next week, and then I think obviously they'll have a couple of weeks break because the internationals and then League Cup, and then it's in t- three blocks of two weeks. So you play one week, and then you play in the so over four weeks you'll have one, two, what two games a week for those. I suppose yeah, that, that's something to consider as well next season, right? So fixtures around Thursday. We can, we'll speak about them uh, probably next week's podcast if we get first game of the season, all that jazz. But the World Cup's going to—it's kind of—I don't even know what the structure of the the competition is going to be this year. It starts in what is it, November eighteenth, isn't it? Something like that. Something like that because of the what the finals just for Christmas, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how, how the fuck does that work? Because normally you get an international break in September and October, and there I think is. November too. There's nation leagues in September because we've got Italy away at the San Siro. I think that's um, the only two. I think yeah. So I think England play. Um, what's it called? The uh, Hungary tomorrow. Yes. Don't do Italy and Germany before. At the World Cup. Well, uh, we don't know. I, I know we've got Italy uh, away in the sense because I've just applied for tickets. <laughs> so uh, I like yeah. to go San Siro. Actually, it's going to get knocked down a couple of years, isn't it? They're not modernising it. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Modernising. Twenty six September. Twenty six yeah. September. So yeah, they're playing Italy and Germany. So that will be their last two competitive games before the World Cup. After Hungary, so, no, yeah, it's, it's going to be. I mean, footballers. I think I spoke to you about this before. Like, it's like they want to hurt footballers. Yeah. The amount of games they keep making them play. Like, fine, have we got a summer? What do you mean we got? In what's what's the Nations League? For fuck's sake! Mm. They must have just been furious. Just want to sit down for a bit. There's quite, there's quite a lot of open dissent against it. De Bruyne was slagging it off the other day. It should be. It's just it's, it's bollocks because it, it, it degrades the quality of those players' abilities come to start the Premier League season because they're, they're operating at like 85% before the season's even started. Mm. But is it degrading to players who are on the borderline of the World Cup squad? No, they probably it's love it. for Scottish players. <laughs> is it? Yeah. They've had a time, More games. To look, man, they just got pumped 3-0 by no, them. They're not going to the World Cup. I get to watch their team play. It's quite nice. I mean, it's like I, I, I switched the England game on three times and switched it off three times. And for Saturday, I was like, I don't know if the the empty crowd played a part, but it was just turgid to watch. Slow. No, but you can tell players didn't want to be there. They want to be on their jollies now. And I just don't see the value in it, like, as you said, Sam. <laughs> do you do you reckon they're all the all the players who got dropped, like Sancho, just taking the piss and just sending photos of him sitting on a boat somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> what were you flicking between, Bal? Sorry, what were you flicking between? Uh, oh, well, my son wasn't well. He's in hospital on the weekend. He's fine now, so I was just messing about on 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 the iPad, just trying to find something else to watch. Because Love Island, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, Bow. Bow, you reek of Love Island, you do. Oh, Absolutely mate. stink of it. Always. You need some trash TV to get you through the summer. Yeah, just watch the news. That'll do. <laughs> but, uh, oh. um, mate, this, Sam, like, I've, I've written down a question here. Uh, that, like the idea of, you know, guessing our starting midfield for the first game of the season. And I realised before I asked it, I haven't actually answered the question in my head first. I've got, I've got absolutely no idea what to predict 
about this summer in any way, shape or form. I, I went in thinking, yeah, all right, okay, cool. It's obvious we're going to get a defensive midfielder. It's like a few weeks into the summer and I'm like, I don't know if we will. I, I, I don't know who we're going to get. And then if it comes to a centre-back, we all thought Yuri and Timber from Ajax, but that's kind of gone hot and cold since. I've Is, is there any player, like sod the idea of guessing the start of midfield, what player do you think you had the most confidence that will sign this summer? Is it De Jong or is it somebody else? De Jong, purely because I've heard about it. Yeah. Is there anybody else you can put in that category? No. Well, well there's, there's no other names being circulated than, like you said, Timber, Anthony, but I think that's just a bit of press linking other Ajax players to United as well. Um, that's good though, isn't it? Like you said, there's no leaks. I mean, there's there's news out today about Neves, but that's it. I, th- I think like- we're in for Neves, personally. I mean, I'd love. I'd It'd love be stupid that. if we wasn't. Yeah. What do you? What, I think what he's taking going because he was crying at the end of the end of the season. Yeah. He's, he's definitely going. He was crying. He's, right, he's done. at the moment, isn't he? Yeah. I don't know. He's busy crying somewhere. I think actually, he's still crying. <laughs> no, generally when they're doing their end of season goodbyes and they're, they're getting emotional. But but that's what, as we're saying, all these players are on international duties. They're not going to be, and, and these are they're not friendlies. They're competitive fixtures. Southgate's not going to be happy if, or he, how say, if arguments like this is Harry Kane last summer. His agent coming in every day trying to talk about transfers because he's like, mate, we've got fucking games to concentrate about here. When we're done in two weeks' time, then you go do, do you sort your transfer then. How involved do you think um, players are in their own transfers these days? Like, because surely like, that's what you got an agent for, right? To do the majority of the negotiation. You got to say at the beginning, yes or no. Would you be happy to sign for this club? Right, yes. Then they might come back to you and say, right, here's the wage offer. Surely they're not that involved. I don't think there'll be a lot of movement this summer. The World Cup's too close. Mm. I think people have settled their stay. I think next summer you'll see the big movement of more players. I mean, Liverpool and City have both signed fucking mega players. I said Mbappe stayed put, didn't he? I mean, I think the the quantity of players for me that's going to stay low. I think the quality might move. I was thinking, if, if United just stayed with Ronaldo... And then went big for a centre forward next summer. Who, who who could they realistically go for? In who potentially would be available? I, mean, I, was, I was just trying um, to think. As I said, it's probably going to be and Kunku is going to be one, but he's not technically a pure striker. He's more like a versatile forward, centre forward, right winger. There's no one on top of my head. I'll be honest, I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm just, just trying to think. A, but it's like it's like it's like I said to a lot of people who were getting a bit pissed off about Nunes. I said, look, next summer there will be another player somewhere across Europe that scored 30 goals, got 14 assists and had a breakthrough year and is now worth 60 to 80 million and he'll be the new Darwin Nunes. It happens mm. every year. Like, Me- so don't get- Remember that Belotti when he was at Torino and everyone was like, He's oh, available on a free transfer this yeah, year. Exactly. This summer, like that, who's the one who went to Real Madrid and stunk the place out? Luka Jovic. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Yes, some work, some don't. But yeah, yeah I've said I'd take Belotti on a free but then I got a bit slated actually. People are getting really annoyed about, you know, they're just, People are very angry about Nunes, considering they've just heard about him. What are you trying to say? I've been watching him all Have year, you? mate. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even like. I can't even like make that lie up in my head. I had nothing. Yeah. I was angry. No. no, I have not. Absolutely not. But look, right. Let's. Uh, we'll, we'll cut this now because um, I can't be asked talking anymore. I'm joking. Look, now look. What we got next? Next week we got we got the fixtures out on Thursday, which will be. Pretty exciting, actually. I like looking forward to seeing who you got next season when we play Liverpool away. And I'd say, I'd, I'll be interested to see. Does it mean that after the World Cup, there's going to be a big backlog of fixtures? Or does it mean before the World Cup, we're going to start playing like two games a week in the Premier League? 
Or does the season go on longer? What happens? Yeah, season finishes end of May. Season finishes end of May. The the, the football starts starts Boxing Day. Hmm. Starts again on Boxing Day? Yeah, yeah. Can't miss that, right? Can't miss that. But look, we'll wrap it up this week. It's it's nice to get back. It's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how these conversations go and how they change from week to week because obviously we need signings and given how far away we are from City and Liverpool and now they've got Nunes and they've got Haaland already, that gap has, at this moment in time, was worse than it was at the end of the season, which is an interesting position to be in. But I'm, 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 I kind of stand where you all are. I'm pretty confident that United will get their shit done this summer. Uh, let's see whether we all end up with egg on our face by the end of it. But look, everybody, actually the first time I mentioned this, look, wherever you're listening to the podcast, whether it's Spotify, Apple, Google, anywhere, make sure you follow the podcast. Make sure you leave it a five-star review if you would as well. And yeah, we'll be here next Monday. We'll talk about the fixtures and hopefully we'll talk about the signing of De Jong, right? Because that's going to get done this week, isn't it? Might do. 100%. I mean, it might 100%. not. 100%. You heard it here first. Oh, shit. We're going to put down the Alex. What was it? What was it that he cursed? Oh, it was the... Uh... <laughs> what was it? The Champions League game. Oh, no. oh yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've conceded. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Brilliant. 100% though. 100%. We're signing him. You heard it yeah. here first. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hello, I'm Shelby Scott, the host of Scare You to Sleep, a podcast where I tell you scary stories full of creepy sound effects and music that is soothing yet unsettling to help immerse you into a world of horror. This is a show for those of us who have realized Horror can be a strange but relaxing escape from reality. Speaking of escapes, sometimes I lead you through guided nightmares. Like a guided meditation, but instead of flowery meadows, I take you on a journey through your own personal nightmare. So come get lost in the terror with me. Now a proud part of the Bloody Disgusting Network, you can find Scary to Sleep wherever you get your podcasts. Sweet screams. Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.